to the David Glenn Show. John Mooney of Notre Dame is going to drop by. First team All-ACC candidate in about 30 minutes. Bobby Kremens is joining us right now, formerly of Appalachian State right here in our backyard. I think it was last summer he was the keynote speaker at a cool event up in Boone. Georgia Tech, of course, three-time ACC Coach of the Year, three-time ACC Tournament Champion with the Yellow Jackets. College of Charleston, he's also been a broadcaster, still does games on the Fox Sports regional broadcasts. Coach Kremens, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing fine. I had knee surgery, so I... I've been out of action this last month, were but you, I've been watching a lot of basketball. Yeah, we're, we're used to seeing you all over the place. What did, how did that trip to Boone go last year? Uh, I've seen you speak. You can be a lot of fun as a speaker. What was your message at the Legends Gala at uh, App State uh, program you helped put on the map years ago? Yeah, I go to that event every year, and last year I was a speaker, and um, I just I spoke about my, my time in Boone, my six years in Boone. Um, you know, going from Columbia, South Carolina as assistant coach for Fran McGuire. And um, I had no idea that it was weather like that in, in the South. <laughs> uh, it was like the North Pole. It was like the North Pole of, the, of, of, of North Carolina. I talked about, you know, the funny stories about the weather. My son was born at Wataga Hospital there and brought in a lot of New York players who did very well. And um, it was a great experience, uh, quite, quite an experience going to Boone. That is, of course, New York native Bobby Kremens joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can always tell that accent has not left him all these years later. Coach, can you remind us, since it's been a while, uh, Greensboro and Charlotte were really a rotation for the ACC tournament. And the people in our statewide audience here in North Carolina, of course, are excited that it was in Charlotte last year and Greensboro this year after those seasons in uh, New York and D.C., et cetera. Was it, was it out-of-state schools – you know, like a Gary Williams at Maryland or you were at Georgia Tech or others, that just got tired of this event always being in North Carolina for a long time? Is that why we ended up with the rotation? Yeah, I would say so. You know, um, you know, I played in the ACC, so I was used to, you know, playing in Charlotte. Um, and um, it really didn't bother me a whole lot. Now, the first time we won the ACC championship was in Atlanta. Right. So... Um, but, yeah, I just thought, you know, we all thought just to be fair, to be respectful to the other people, you know, you had to move it around a little bit. Uh, it just made more sense. And then once they expanded, especially the 15 teams, you, you got to do that. You just have to. And, and you know, New York and Washington, I, I've been to both of them. You know, uh, great downtown arenas where you can uh, public transportation, like Charlotte. Charlotte's a great spot. Yeah. And then you got to keep the traditional on Greensboro. You just have to, because Greensboro represents the old days. It represents, um, you know, it's such a major part of the ACC tournament. Um, I like moving around. I like including Greensboro. Again, Charlotte is a fantastic spot, like Washington and New York. Bobby Kremens is joining us in 85. It was Mark Price, the tournament MVP, when the Yellow Jackets of Bobby Kremens won it. In 90, it was Brian Oliver. In 93, it was James Forrest uh, giving Coach Kremens that third ACC tournament 
championship. A lot of the schools this year, Coach, it's going to be a 14-team event, as you know, because Georgia Tech uh, has decided to accept that postseason ban. Uh, the majority of those 14 teams need to win the event to make the NCAA tournament because that's the only way they're getting in with the automatic bid. Uh, we got the question, what was the lowest seed ever to win the ACC tournament? And you are part of that answer. Uh, in 1993, you guys were the sixth seed Nobody's ever won it as a lower than six seed. If you hear wow. Carolina fans or anybody else in the lower wow. half of the bracket dream of making a miraculous run, um, what, what is your input or advice on that? And what do you remember about winning it as a six seed back in 1993? Although I don't think you guys were really a Cinderella back then. No, I don't think we were either. We had, we had a good team. We had some injury problems and then, um, and then we put it together at the right time. Um, you know that we we beat North Carolina in the finals. I, I forget who we beat um, in the in the first and second round. Um, but but um, we we started to play well, particularly James Forrest. And uh, what I remember was um, it was a great game. The North Carolina game was a great game. They led most of the game until the very end, <clears throat> and then uh, we went ahead. But. You know, this year is going. It's it's wild. I mean, you know, people are saying the ACC is down. I think the whole country is down, but the ACC is still exciting. And this this ACC tournament this year, you know, the top teams are not playing great now. Florida State came back and had a great win last night. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were dead in the water, and of course Louisville is, is has been inconsistent, and of course Duke Duke lost a couple, then of course they came back strong and won their last game at home. So, you know, to me, there's, there's just no team that you could fly out say is, is definitely going to win. And North Carolina is playing well. It'd be quite a story to see North Carolina <laughs> do it. That um, is, but yeah. right now, I think Florida State is probably the best team in the league, and, and Duke is right there behind them. And Louisville, depending on how, you know, their star player plays, um, could, could be knocking at that door also. So I, I think it's going to be a great tournament. Uh, I feel bad. George Tech's not going to be there. I'm not going. Um, I'd love to to watch it, and I'll be watching every game. But I think it's going to be very, very exciting. And some teams are still alive. You know, Clemson had a tough loss at Virginia Tech last night. Um, Notre Dame had a big, uh, almost had a big win, almost got him back in there. Yeah. And I thought, uh, you know, so right now, you know, everybody's saying there's going to be four teams are going to go. I hope that's not the case. I hope a fifth team sneaks in there. And one of the best ways to sneak in there is by winning the tournament. Coach, you were a four-time Southern Conference Coach of the Year with the Mountaineers. You were a three-time ACC Coach of the Year. What kind of things do you look for? Um, if you had a ballot, you know, right now, Leonard Hamilton of Florida State is considered one of the candidates. Tony Bennett of UVA, given the strong finish by the Cavaliers, yeah. he's won four of the last six ACC Coach of the Year awards, which is crazy. Um, what do you look for when it comes to uh, whether it's just kind of a mythical ballot or an actual ballot that you would cast for Coach of the Year? What I look for is a, is a program that, you know, was really, um, you know, was really down and out. Uh, a program that was not expected, pick you know, like you know, down at the bottom, and that that team to be up in the upper tier. That's my first choice because you know the, the great teams, the great coaches, they're going to get there. They've already had so many accolades. 
and they're going to get national accolades. Some of them are going to get national coach of the year. Yeah. So therefore, I'd like to see a coach who um, who comes in and you know exceeds expectations. And early on, Mike Young was my candidate yep. for ACC coach of the year. I coached against him when I was at college at Charleston. He's a great coach. Um, you know, then Brad Brunell, you know, he, you know, he, he was on the, the list. Uh, of course, the, you know, Leonard Hamilton has to be on the list. Tony Bennett, you know, right now, I probably lean towards Leonard Hamilton. But what I look for first, and because, you know, Leonard, Leonard, Leonard's now, you know, starting to get some accolades he didn't get in the past. Yeah. And, um, and you know, his accolades now are richly deserved. But the first thing I look for is for a program who is really, you know, not supposed to do so well. And, you know, Josh Pashner. Josh Pashner would be on that list. But the fact that they're ineligible yeah. um, this year, you just you just can't let – got to eliminate that. you got to eliminate Georgia Tech. But Josh Pashner, um, you know, they're playing great basketball. What is your advice to Georgia Tech basketball fans right now, Coach? Because they're frustrated that they have not yet made the tournament in four years under Josh Pastner. Uh, they've might maybe seen some of the same signs of progress that you have seen. Uh, you were in that chair for a long time, and you are loved by a lot of that fan base. What's your input uh, to them right now about Josh Pastner or just the future of the program? Yeah, we, we're all disappointed by the violations. And... Um... It was, you know, when the penalty came out, that was a tough one. You know, postseason ban is a tough one. And then they went to appeal it. But I think uh, Todd Stansberry and Georgia Tech, Josh and the president, I think they made the right decision. They were playing with fire. Yeah. And, you know, you hate to see a kid like James Banks who's having a great year. Right now, the only way they get to the NCAA tournament is by winning the ACC tournament. And to risk all that and then suffer the penalty the following year, lose the appeal. So, I, number one, I think, you know, we're disappointed in the penalty, but they definitely did the right thing by um, pulling out. It's, it's a little bit embarrassing for Georgia Tech people not to be in the tournament. But the positive side is that they, they had an excellent year. They're playing great basketball, and they have everybody back except James Banks. Um, you know, Alvarado and DeVoe in the backcourt have become stars. Yeah. Uh, the young man, Moses Wright from Raleigh, North Carolina, is becoming a star. Um, they, they got some pieces. And if they could add a few more pieces in recruiting, next year uh, could be a key, key year for Georgia Tech basketball. Bobby Kremens joining us on the David Glenn Show. Through those coaches' eyes, what makes an ACC Player of the Year for you? Because some point to like a Trey Jones at Duke and say, that's my guy. Others point to Vernon Carey Jr. at Duke and say, that's my guy. And, you know, at different <laughs> times this year, we've got John Mooney of Notre Dame on our show. He's like a double-double machine. you got Jordan Wara of Louisville for a while. Uh, Jim Beheim loves Elijah Hughes up at Syracuse. Uh, the list yeah. goes on and on. What, what makes the ACC Player of the Year for you? And do you have a, a clear-cut guy this year? Yeah, in my view, when I look for ACC Player of the Year, I do look for a team who's uh, who won the championship. I, I go there first. Now, if there's a kid uh, who's in you know the middle of the pack or even lower than the middle of the pack doing just extraordinary things, extraordinary, you know, then then you know I would definitely consider that that young man. But my first choice is to go with a championship team. 
And so if you go with that, you know, you, you get, you've got Florida State, and you've got a number of candidates there. Forrest, what, what, he, uh, you know, what he's done, what he did last night. Yep. Devin Vassell. Uh, you mentioned Trey Jones. Uh, obviously, I think he's going to win it. Uh, I, I think he's been sensational. Um, you know, he came back, and he he's right there. So that's the, that's where I go first. You know, Nora from Louisville was a candidate, but no. Um, I don't think he will be uh, ACC player of the year. So I, I would go with a kid from Florida State or from Duke. You mentioned Mooney. You know, he's a four-year, you know, you love four-year seniors. You, you love kids who have stayed four years and sacrificed, and you got to look at those kids. But right now, I'd probably go with Trey Jones. Last thing for you, Coach. When you look at that top four, those those number one through four seeds in Greensboro next week, Duke and Louisville and Florida State and Virginia, which do you believe just has the highest ceiling, you know, the best chance to get to a final four uh, or even make a run at a national championship, and, and why? Well, a week ago was Florida State. Um, definitely Florida State. Um, they've just been so consistent. They're so tough. They, they, they have the numbers. They play by the numbers. Uh, they look like a different team. They got they got they got size. They they just got so many pieces. Yeah. People coming off the bench. Uh, Vassell comes off, and they're electric when they come off the bench. So you know, about a week ago, I, it was it was um, it was Florida State. A couple of weeks ago, it was Duke. Um, Duke was playing at a high level. Uh, of course, I'm, you know, I love the freshman, um, Carey. Um, he's a monster. And if, if they can make some shots. Um, you know, Louisville's got to play better. Uh, um, the, you know, they, they've just got to, um, you know, they, they can't be lax. They've they got, they got to come in and right from the get-go. And then Virginia is a very, very dangerous team. The big guy, um, Hoff, is playing great basketball. Uh, the little guy, Clark, he's been amazing. But uh, I've got to go right now. I'd go with Duke and Florida State as the two teams that I think had the highest ceiling. His name is Bobby Kremens. Coach, good luck with the rest of your rehab. We're sorry we will miss you in Greensboro. But as always, thank you for the visit here on the David Glenn Show. Uh, my pleasure. I love the ACC. You got it.